revamping and redefining the way we look at our careers. This is Career Revamp, where we discuss all things careers and how to have the career you always dreamed of. Helping you go from settling to soaring and planning your career on your own terms. Now, here's the host of the show, Alicia Perkins. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Career Revamp. I'm your podcast host, Alicia Perkins, and I'm a career development coach that teaches stuck and unfulfilled professionals how to stop settling for less, see their value, and advancing their careers so they can live the life that they want. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. We are going to be talking today about how to hold your employer accountable. I know that this is something that a lot of you guys struggle with. I myself have struggled with this in the past, but I want to be able to really empower you guys with this episode. Just a quick disclaimer, this episode is not about you being like, you know, overly aggressive with your boss or I don't want this episode to like have in your mind, you know, tomorrow morning, you know, when you go to work, you're going to walk in and just put your foot down. That is not what this episode is about, but I definitely want to be able to change the mindset that you have, right? Because a lot of people, when they are in their jobs, they almost operate in a level of fear where they feel like I can't say anything wrong. I can't do anything wrong because if I do, I, you know, it's the fear of I may be fired from this, all kind of stuff, right? So I definitely want to empower you with this episode so you're able to start showing up for yourself and you're able to take control of your career because y'all know this is what I'm about, you being able to take control of your career. All right, so first things first, in order for you to be able to like hold your boss accountable, you're gonna have to change the way that you see your boss. For one, your boss is not your parent and you are not a child, right? So if you think that you are supposed to show up to work and just be quiet, keep your head down and don't say anything, wrong, (laughs) If you've been listening to my podcast for any amount of time, you know that is not what I teach you guys, right? But I do teach you guys to be able to state the expectations that you need, right? And also be able to identify if the employer that you work for is in alignment with those expectations. But when it comes to your boss, you need to start seeing that as a partnership, right? Not a dictatorship because Don't think that you are some poor, you know, beggarly, (laughs) you know, guy that they just hired offside the road. No, they hired you because they saw the expertise that you have was able to solve a problem for them, right? So you are qualified, right? They need you. So, you know, if you are just stuck in this mindset of, ops, I'm just so happy to have a job and I'm just, oh my God, you know, you just feel like I got to do whatever I have to do just to keep my job. That is the fastest way to lose control over your career. And so when it comes to your boss, Look, start seeing your boss as a partner. Now, we'll say this. Anytime you work for somebody else, right, there is a level of rules they have. There is a level of expectation that they have. So don't think that you're able to just operate at work and do whatever you want to do and feel like, you know, they don't have the right to say something because at the end of the day, the business belongs to them and not you. And so when we're talking about you being able to take control of your career and even being able to hold your boss accountable to some degree. This is just about you being able to 
have a relationship with them, right? To make sure that both sides are being served, but also to be able to at any time decide whether or not that particular job works for you, right? So again, this is a partnership. So this is about you being able to not only expect, but to also give. And so where that actual line is drawn is for you to decide, you know, are the expectations that they have for me aligned with the expectations that I have for them? And so that is when you have to come to the choice to decide if it is or not. Now, I will say this, if you want this environment to where you can do whatever you want to do, friend, you probably want to own your own business because you're not going to find that anywhere. But we do know that there are some employers that are on the extreme side. There are some employers that demand way more than what they give, way more. And so that's why I said this is a partnership right? Meaning that both sides have to be able to give and take. And when you are afraid to hold them to something that puts you in a boat to where you will always be giving, 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 and getting nothing back. So first things first, in order to be able to hold them accountable, you need to hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself to something, right? Lead by example. And the way that you're able to hold your your own self to something, right, is for one, to not allow yourself to even be, you know, straight away or even be overtaken by your emotions. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but, you know, in the last maybe like past month or so, like the content that I put out has started to change some, right? I mean, the core essence of what I talk about is, you know, not just you finding a job, but you really being able to operate in your career as you should. But I have been leaning a lot towards like the development side of you because I feel like that is the issue that a lot of people have is that, you know, they tend to have really high expectations, but they don't want to change them. And I always say that, you know, you go as fast as you grow. And a lot of issues that I see with people, it's not really issues concerning their boss, right? But it's them. It's just certain traits about themselves or certain things about themselves that they don't want to change. And so when you are wanting to hold them to something, right? It's really important first that you hold yourself accountable first, right? And I say this, you know, One of the things I tell people is that it's so important if you are in the middle of a job search or if you think that you will start one soon to make a list of non-negotiables, right? And these are things that you absolutely need in this next role because that's the first step of you being able to hold your own self to something is to have something to hold to. (laughs) A lot of people don't hold themselves to anything. And that really leaves you at the mercy of anyone, but hold yourself accountable to something first. Lead by example. If you tell yourself that I need to find a job, right? That will allow me to have weekends off because there is just certain obligations in my life that I have, right? But when you start your job search, you're all over the place, right? Now the goal was, I got to find a job with this certain schedule, 
But now you are in your job search and you find yourself being discouraged. And now you're at the point where you are willing to just accept anything, right? So you first got to be able to hold yourself accountable to something. And that's why a lot of you guys don't have the confidence to hold anybody else to something because you don't do it your own self. So I want you, you guys to first hold yourself accountable, right? Next, in order to hold them accountable, you're going to have to state your expectations. They are not mind readers. <laughs> They're not mind readers, right? So all of this, well, they should know. Friend, they may not know, right? And so if you have not clearly stated what it is that you need or expect, Right. Or even if something has been going on at work and if you have not fully addressed what that issue or that actual concern is, you can expect them to automatically know. Because like I said, when it comes to these people, right, you have to know that for one, they have to work with a lot of different personalities, right? Everybody does not respond the same way. So even though you may have, you know, receive something in the wrong way, somebody else may be perfectly fine with it. So I don't want your first mind to automatically resort to they trying to do me wrong. Now we do know in some cases they are, (laughs) but my point is I want you to know how to decipher stuff, right? And I don't want the first response that you have to automatically go in this victim mindset. Like I'm just being done so wrong, right? Because you really can't come to that conclusion until you have fully communicated with them what that particular issue is, right? And and like I said, y'all, I'm being very fair in this conversation because it really happens on both sides, right? And, you know, I had a client I was talking with the other day and she was kind of explaining, you know, an issue that happened at work. And she started to say how it made her really upset. And I said, okay, well, after that issue happened, you know, I I began to say if they had met, she's like, nope. And so she just automatically had this spirit of just shut down. And I said, look, I said, you are already on the road to leadership roles and you don't become a leader when you get the job, right? That happens before then. I said, so now it's time for you to start training yourself how to respond to stuff like this. And if you are looking to advance in roles where you have to manage people, you're gonna have to learn how to deal with them. And, oh, that was a word. And a lot of you guys desire to be in certain job titles, right? And hold certain roles, but you're not learning the skills that you need to learn to deal with people. Like I said, when you work somewhere, you got to deal with all kinds of personalities. What I'm not saying is to accept any old thing from any old body. But what I am saying is that you got to learn how to communicate these things and put the emotions aside for just a second, right? And and when you learn how to express yourself from a place of solution and not bitterness or frustration, that is going to help you advance so much in your career. Because when you're talking about advancing in your career, you are speaking about dealing with people, 
right? And I know that there are some things that, that can happen at work. You find yourself getting overly frustrated. You find yourself just, you know, the urge to just shut down, you know, but you can't do that if you're wanting to advance in your career. You're going to have to learn how to have tough conversations and let a conversation be a conversation and look for ways to come to a solution and not just find a ways to just disagree. Who I know this is a very tough conversation for some, <laughs> but again, I'm not telling you to just accept any old thing. Remember, this is me teaching you how to take control of your career. So at any time you can decide whether or not this is something that you want to actually deal with. But it is going to have to come to a point when you realize as long as I have a job, right, I'm going to have to deal with other people all the time. And again, that is a skill. After working in HR and recruitment for over a decade and have filled thousands of positions, I know the importance of strategic career advancement. I've seen so many people leave thousands of dollars on the table or have stayed stuck in their career because they were not confident in their skills. But this is why I have created Purpose to Pay. Purpose to Pay is a career advancement learning community for corporate professionals who want to become more competitive and confident in their skills and increase their salaries so they can thrive and love their careers. This program will give you on ongoing career and job support, whether you are wanting to make a complete career change or advance in your current position. Unlike any other program that focuses only on resume building or job hunting, Purpose to Pay focuses on every dimension of your career. So if you're ready to give your career and professional development the care and the support that it deserves, you can register and join now at PurposeToPay.com. That is PurposeToPay.com. Next, in order to hold your employer accountable, start asking questions, right? I want you guys to get really clear and understand that you can ask questions. Just because you ask a question doesn't mean you are being confrontational. That doesn't mean that at all, right? But what it's about is, you know, for one, getting understanding again, is almost goes back to point two, I mean, to, to point two, yeah, to ask questions, don't just assume, right? And and also when you ask questions, that sets the tone of the relationship. That lets them know that, wait a minute, she's not just gonna always just go with the flow. She will need things explained. She will need to understand what she's being asked to do, right? And you being able to ask the right questions lets them know that, hey, you just can't tell me any old thing and I'm okay with it. And, you know, when I was talking at the beginning, talking about don't operate in this fear of, oh my God, I don't want to lose my job mode all the time. When you were able to ask the questions that you need to ask, that allows you to really get the answers that you need to get. Even if you don't like the answers that you hear, that still is a good thing. Right. You know, I have people all the time where they, you know, they're so afraid to ask for a raise. Well, I don't want to ask a raise. If I ask for a raise, you know, they may say no. Okay, but, you know, when you speak up for yourself, it really is a win win for you, because if you ask for a raise and the answer is yes, hallelujah, you now have a raise. If you ask for a raise and the answer is no, what you can do is either find out why they said no. Right. And that allows you to know whether or not 
they are able to support what it is that you want. So now it gives you the opportunity to find a place that can, rather than you sitting there for the next five or 10 years, hoping that they see, right? So never be afraid to ask questions. And, you know, I tell people, (laughs) you know, when you find yourself not knowing what to ask at the moment, that's okay. Take some time. Think about, okay, what is the information that I need to actually know? For instance, if you at work and, you know, your boss is piling up project after project after project and you're starting to feel overwhelmed, other than just agreeing and not speaking up for yourself, when you know that you are bogged down, you're overwhelmed, just ask the question, which one do you think I should work on first? Because I will not be able to have all of these completed at the same time. So now that you've asked that question, now it's out there, hey, I'm not doing all this right now, right? I don't have the capacity to get all this stuff done, right? So now that that it's out there and you have let them know that I can only do one of these projects at a time, now you you won't have to overwork yourself, you know, as if you're some slave, but now they now know the expectation is I'm only going to work one at a time. So just saying something simple like, hey, which one of these projects do you want me to do first? (laughs) Okay. So the expectation is not that you'll be doing all this stuff at one time. So you are still able to actually advocate for yourself when you just ask questions. All right, point number three, a way to hold your employer accountable is to schedule times with them to meet. You guys know that we are heading towards the very end of the year. Some of you guys may be getting ready for your annual reviews. Unfortunately, there are many of you that don't even get that. Do not wait for a annual review to meet with your boss. So even if they don't do that, you can still schedule time with them. I'll say it again. You can still schedule time to meet with your boss anytime you want. Now, this is not saying to meet with them every day, right? What I am saying, never be afraid to schedule a time to meet with them because the reality is they are your boss, but they should also be there to actually serve you, meaning to assist you and help you. And if the one way to hold them accountable is meeting with them, you be the first one. Right. And so, of course, when you schedule times to meet, you need to have a reason why you want to meet with them. But you meeting with them, that alone shows them I'm holding you accountable to something. Right. That alone shows them you can't just push me away to my desk and throw all of this work on me and expect me to not ever have conversations with you. And so when you schedule these times to meet with them, you definitely need to know why you want to meet with them, right? Is this to just, you know, see where you are in your role? Is this to share feedback? Like you got to have a reason why, but you definitely need to, to schedule times with them and meet. And those are the times where you do, where it is good to maybe state concerns that you have, but at the same time, give them space and room to also give you feedback. Remember, this works both sides. So this is not a vent session where you go in and just start saying everything that's wrong. You know, share the issues and concerns you see, but also share some good things as well, if you see any. (laughs) 
<laughs> but also share that as well. But you want to allow them the opportunity to maybe share with you any issues or concerns that they have. So friend, please prepare your heart. Do not walk in there sensitive <laughs> on edge, but really have this talk to just collaborate. And with you being able to like to meet with them, and if there is certain things in the meeting that is addressed, you know, if you ask for a raise and the answer is no, or or you ask, you know, for a certain role change and the answer is no, right? Make sure that you are following up with them. You know, if you ask for a raise and the answer is no, let them tell you why. And if they say, oh, not right now, okay, so, so ask them. And a lot of times, I'm gonna say this, sometimes... You don't even need to ask. Just state it. Okay, um, well, we can follow back up with this in 90 days, right? Because a lot of them are hoping that you don't come back. They're hope that she forgets. No, friend, I'm not. And as a matter of fact, after I finish this meeting, I'm going to send you an actual email stating, thank you so much for being able to, to speak with me about X, Y, and Z. And just a really friendly reminder, I will be following up with you about this again in 90 days. And then you go on your calendar and you put that reminder there for yourself, (laughs) right? Because it's better to find out if this job can serve you in 90 days than you waiting for nine years and finally coming to the conclusion that things won't change. And this really goes back to the written communication. If they say, yes, you can have this, or yes, we'll do this in the next month or so. Written communication, follow up with a written email. And it's sad that, you know, that you have to do that, but that's just the way that it is. Even if you're going through the job interview process and, you know, the amount of money they offered you wasn't really that great, I don't know if you guys know, but you can always say, depending on, again, if you are okay, you know, with that certain amount of time, you can always say, okay, I do understand that, you know, you guys want to be sure that my expertise can solve X, Y, and Z. I would like for us to follow up in 90 days and review my salary again. Bam. Right. So, again, you're not letting them off the hook. Then right after that, send an email, pretty much restating that and then follow back up again in in 90 days. I promise if you start holding these people accountable, they won't just throw anything at you. Right. Because now you have set the tone on how you want to be treated. But again, also Make sure that just as much as you want respect and your expectations uh, met, got to do the same for them. And when you realize that those expectations, they don't align with yours at this time, then you make a choice whether or not you stay or leave. So I want to do a quick recap on ways that you can hold your employer accountable. First one is hold yourself accountable, friend. Point two is to set and state expectations. They are not mind readers, right? So you have to be able to express what it is that you need from them. Three is to ask questions. This is a great way, 
right, for them to know what it is that you do or you don't like, or for you to even get more of an understanding of what they are expecting from you. And point four is to make sure that you are scheduling times to meet with them so you guys can sit down and make sure that you guys are on the same page. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode this week of Career Revamp. Y'all, I am on YouTube. I do go live every Tuesday at 7.15 Central Standard Time. Those live streams are saved on my YouTube page. My name on YouTube is I am Alicia Perkins. Please make sure that you guys are subscribed so you won't miss any content that I drop. Also, if you want exclusive content from me every week, you can go to to careertea.me and sign up for my newsletter. Well, until then, I will chat with you guys next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Career Revamp. You can listen to this on demand wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find Alicia Perkins on all social media platforms or at IamAliciaPerkins.com.